Hello, hello. This is David, back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode 90. Yeah. This one might be released eh, maybe a day late. Just depends. I'm kind of starting the uh, recording of this a little bit late in the evening, so we'll see if I get it done in time. Hopefully I will. But, uh, all right, we're going to kick things off fast and furious here. This is a band originally from Buffalo, New York, who relocated to the Tampa, Florida area. Originally formed in 88. I'm sure you know who I'm going to say here. The band is Cannibal Corpse, and they just released their new album called Violence Unimagined on April 16th. So it's very fresh. It's their 15th record overall. Uh, It came out through Metal Blade Records. That's the label that they've been on for their entire career up to this point. And it's really good. I played played the song Inhumane Harvest, which was the first single that they had released uh, from this album. That was a few episodes ago that I played that one. That was a really good song, and um, I really was looking forward to this new one a lot and I was not disappointed at all the last one was really the first album I would say that I I came away feeling disappointed uh, from a Cannibal Corpse album and uh, so I really kind of had high hopes for this one especially with Eric Rutan in the band Um, and yeah this one to me is their strongest since Torture for sure Uh, Torture of course their album from 2012 and uh, I, I kind of put it up there with Kill, honestly, from 2006's Kill, um, as far as just all killer, no filler, you know, so to speak. There's really no songs on here that I say, well, if they got rid of this song or that song, it would be a perfect album. Um, to me, all the songs are really different from one another, and they still work really well together, and they're all really strong songs and memorable songs. And they just did a hell of a job. Um, so they, they seem to be right back on track with what I come to expect from Cannibal Corpse. So I'm going to play one. It's the second track off the album. It's one that they just released a music video for. This is one of Alex's tunes. Alex, of course, is a fan of uh, weird timings and kind of a more technical approach. So there is elements of that, but there's some really chunky, heavy um, sections in the middle of this song that I really, really like. So... Here we go off of the new album, Violence Unimagined. This is Cannibal Corpse with Necrogenic Resurrection. Oh, boy. 
Cannibal Corpse with Necrogenic Resurrection. Really good tune, really good way to start off uh, the episode as well, I think. Uh, Alright, we're going to keep things moving here. This band was originally from Israel, and then uh, due to, I think, just kind of some general just pressures against them uh, in Israel, they moved and relocated to the Netherlands. And then uh, later on, I didn't realize this, I thought they were still in the Netherlands, but they have since moved to Germany. The band is Melakesh, and they formed in 1993. I did see that the current members, because uh, they've had kind of a lot of members come in and out, and, and several of them being from the Netherlands, you know, uh, but some of the guys from the early days in the 90s in Israel have since returned to the band, so now the core lineup of Melakesh is all uh, guys from Israel. So I don't know if they've relocated back to Israel or if they're still in Germany and just these older members from Israel have relocated to Germany as well. Not really sure what what's going on there, but um, but yeah, I have a lot of friends that really enjoy this band. I never quite got into them. I never quite um, saw what the big deal was type thing. They're all talented musicians. Uh, the performances themselves... Uh, are are pretty good on their albums as far as the guitar work and the drumming and things like that but there's just something about their sound that just never quite clicked with me but um but yes they are a favorite of uh of many of my friends to me they kind of had a little bit of a sound of just kind of absu junior you know sounded like kind of a not as good absu and the fact that i don't even like absu means that i just never quite got into melakesh but uh funny enough proscriptor from absu actually played drums for melakesh for uh for a few years there um but yes i'm gonna play something off of their fourth album which honestly is the last one that i really remember uh they've released two since then and i they just kind of passed me by I, i didn't really notice when they came out but I'm going to play something off of the fourth album called Emissaries that came out in October of 06 on Osmos Productions. So yeah, this one definitely has kind of that Absu touch, that Absu feel. Um, but yeah, here we go. Off of Emissaries, this is Melakesh with Touching the Spheres of Sephiroth.
right, that was Melakesh from Israel with Touching the Spheres of Sephiroth. I actually saw them live once um, at the Rail Club in Fort Worth. I can't remember who all was on that bill. I want to say that bill also had Hate, who I love. That's probably the main reason I came out to the show. But I can't remember who the headliner was. I don't think Hate was the headliner. It might have been Rotting Christ, now that I think about it, but I'm not really a fan of them either, so I think I left before Rotting Christ played. But, um, yeah, I did see Melakesh live, and it still didn't quite uh, didn't quite win me over. But they weren't bad, and, you know, I mean, none of their stuff is, is bad, per se. It just, doesn't, it just doesn't resonate with me. I don't know. I can't explain it. But, uh, all right, we're going to move on to Germany here. This band's been around since 2011, playing a uh, really good brand of black metal. The band is called Sarkrista, and uh, I'm going to play something. They've released um, a couple of albums. I'm going to play something off of an EP that came out between their first and second albums. Um, This EP came out in 2015. It's called uh, The Evil Incarnate. came out through Purity Through Fire. I believe they're still on that label as well. Um, But yeah, it's good. It has a very cold production, but it's still very, um, you know, I almost said legible. It's not handwriting here. What's the <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Decipherable. You can still really hear the instruments uh, clearly, but it definitely has that kind of cold guitar sound. Um, but it's good. I mean, it's pretty straightforward black metal, but they just do a really good job of it. So here we go. Off of the Evil Incarnate EP, this is Sarkrista with Blaze of Arrival. <laughs>
And there we have it. From Germany, that was Sar Christa with Blaze of Arrival. It's really good. Uh, the vocals are a little bit, you know, one-dimensional, but uh, I definitely dig the production and um, just the riffing. I mean, it's just pretty standard black metal riffing, but um, they just have some good atmosphere to their riffs. Uh, all right, we are jumping to Brazil here for the most part. One of these members is actually Dutch, uh, but the others are Brazilian. The band is Crypta, and Crypta is the band... Um, they kind of have labeled themselves as a death metal band. Um, it's the couple of the ladies from Nervosa that split um, from Nervosa a couple years ago because they wanted to do their own thing. So it's the bass player slash vocalist and the drummer from Nervosa uh, left, and they have recruited a couple of guitar players who are very, very good. Uh, but yes, as I said, one of them is actually Dutch and just kind of flew into Brazil for, you know, songwriting and flew back to Brazil for recording and for shooting a music video and things like that. So they still have not released the debut yet. It's going to be coming out on June 11th. It's called Echoes of the Soul. It's coming out through Napalm Records, so that's pretty sweet that they were able to score uh, a deal with Napalm. So, uh, yeah, they released a single on April 7th and a music video because Nervosa, as we know, has, uh, has been busy with their new lineup and released their new album called Perpetual Chaos. And uh, that got some pretty decent reviews um, from that new Nervosa, but everybody was still kind of waiting as well to see what Crypto was going to do. Uh, I've been following both camps, and I've never really been a Nervosa fan. Uh, they're not bad, but they're just kind of not anything special either. But ever since they split, I don't know why it has intrigued me so much, but I've just kind of been following both camps on their Instagram pages and things like that, just to kind of see, just to see how it all plays out, I guess. I don't know. It was like an, it was a little, it's not, wasn't really that dramatic or anything, but uh, it's been just kind of a, you know, since they split, I just wanted to see uh, who could pick up the pieces and, and excel, you know. And, uh, yeah, this seems to have worked out better for both parties because the new Nervosa is actually pretty good. And now Crypta has released this single, and the single sounds great, I think. Her vocals are a little abrasive to my ears uh, when she does kind of her higher screams and stuff. Uh, it's not my favorite thing. I wish she would stick to kind of a lower delivery uh, more often. But, oh, hang on a second. There we go. Sorry. Technical difficulty. But yes, the performances are great. Uh, the guitar work is great. The solos are very, very good, which is something that they never had in Nervosa. No offense to Prika in Nervosa, but she is not uh, not great when it comes to the solos. So this is a definite step up. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's piqued my interest enough to really want to check out the full length whenever it comes out in June. So here we go. This is our first taste of Crypta. So off of their debut album, Echoes of the Soul, this is Crypto with From the Ashes.
was Crypta from Brazil with From the Ashes. Yeah, her high screams aren't my favorite thing in the world, but I do like her her lower growl delivery that she does. Um, Luana, the drummer, she's good. She's very good. Um, she, I kind of would like to hear some different types of blast beats from her. She can kind of mix it up every now and again, but she kind of does the same kind of that blast beat that Nick Barker did a lot in the early Cradle of Filth uh, albums where everything's just kind of right on top of each other. It's just kind of a, you know, kick drum hit, snare hit, and, you know, whatever hi-hat or ride cymbal, whatever he's hitting all at the same time. They're all kind of right on top of each other. I hope you know what I mean. Drummers know what I mean, but I hope everybody else gets it too. But, um, but yeah, it's not kind of a standard blast. It's a, it's a variation, but she kind of only does that one type. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of nitpicking. Overall, I think that's a good song with some good riffs, great guitar solos. So we'll see what the rest of that album has in store. So we're going to jump to Norway here. This band existed from 91 to 05. They actually had some some demos in 93 and 94 and then uh, only two albums. So the albums came out in 98 and then in 2003 and then they called it quits in 2005. The band is Perished. They started as a death metal band and then kind of shaped their sound into a more kind of atmospheric, kind of symphonic black metal. Um, very in line with early Dimmu Borger. Um, and they're one of those bands that to me was equally as good. If you listen to the first two Dimmu Borger albums, I think that the stuff that Perished released uh, was on par with that. And just for, what, for one reason or another, they never quite uh, broke through, you know... Uh, maybe the scene was a little too crowded, I guess, and they just couldn't quite uh, make their mark. But the material is very good, especially on their debut. The debut is called Kark, K-A-R-K. came out in 1998, and again, they only have two records, but that came out on a label that's very difficult for me to say. So it, let me see if I can say it. Solistidium Records. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, this band is one that I didn't even really know about until maybe a month ago I saw, I wish I could remember what page it was. I want to say it might have been the Cult Never Dies uh, Instagram page. Of course, Cult Never Dies being like a, a, a production company or a publishing company. I'm not really sure what you call it, but basically it's uh, Dial Patterson's company that um of course he writes several black metal and extreme metal books and publishes them and, and sells them through that site he also has i guess has the rights publishing rights for several other books about extreme metal that he uh sells on his site as well as like um these kind of compilation books that are just old metal fanzines and stuff that kind of he makes them into these big compilation books and sells them he also has the rights to some bands merchandise so he'll sell previously out of print like band shirts and things like that uh, through that but I'm almost certain it was through the cult never dies uh, Instagram page that he was kind of shedding light on this band that that a lot of people had kind of forgotten about so uh, I checked it out and I enjoyed it very much, so I'm going to play something off of it. So off of the debut album Kark, this is Perished with Iskalde Stremer, which means Ice Cold Streams. <laughs> Yeah. 
Alright, as that fades down, that was Iskodistrema from Perished, which means Ice Cold Streams. I think that's really good. Um, it's, yeah, I'm kind of surprised I had never heard of them, but I guess that kind of uh, reiterates the point that was being made in that Instagram post that I read, which is that they were a very good band, and it was a shame that not, you know, more people didn't, didn't uh, know about them, but... Anyways, we're going to jump to Switzerland here. This is a band that's been around since 98. It existed as a one-man project for some time, and I believe it's a two-person project now. I think that the kind of main guy here has uh, enlisted the help of a female band member who's more of an electronic uh, expert, I guess. <laughs> so more of the keyboards and, and samples and things like that is kind of her forte, so I guess that's kind of where she helps out. Um... The band, I used to pronounce this as Borgna because it's B-O-R-G-N-E, but I, it just didn't really dawn on me until I was researching for this episode that, yes, they're Swiss, and uh, most of Switzerland speaks German, but there are some sections of Switzerland in the West that speak French, and they are in that area. So it dawned on me that I started looking back at song titles and album titles and stuff, and they're in French. So I was like, oh, of course... So I never bothered to look and see if their band name actually translates to something in French. And it does. It means one-eyed. Uh, and yeah, so I, I googled it to try to see how it's pronounced. And it's pronounced like Bonnyi. Bonnyi. So there's like a hard E at the end, but it's like a Bonnyi. So yes, French I do not do. I can't do French at all um it sounds ridiculous so i'm not even going to attempt it but long story short this band released an album uh, last year that was on my album of the year list it was just called y it was just the, the letter y and it was so good and i listened to it a ton and they're already coming out with a new album um coming out in may of this year so it's coming out on may 21st i'm not going to pronounce it because it is in french and it's, it's, this one's a hard one for me to introduce because the album title is French, the label is French, and the song title is very long and very French. So I can't even really do this justice. But, um, but basically, they're coming out with this new album on May 21st, and they just released their first uh, single off of this, which I, you know, calling it a single kind of makes me laugh because typically that's reserved for kind of a short, more radio-friendly song that you might have on your album, but this is a lengthy one. Uh, nothing insane, but it's still like a, you know, eight and a half, nine-minute song. But, um, but yeah, this is the first one that they have released off of their new album, and it's great. Um, it doesn't quite have that over-the-top, just dense, dark feel of the last album, but it still uh, has a pretty powerful vibe to it overall. Uh, so yeah, I really like it, so I'm going to be checking out this album when it comes out next month for sure. I'm not going to pronounce this song, you'll have to see it in the show notes on Spotify or on Podbean, but uh, here we go. Off their new record, this is the new single from Bon Yi.
right. There's actually probably another 30 seconds of ambient noise on that track, but I decided to go ahead and fade it down. That was the new single from Bonyi from Switzerland. And that's really good. It definitely, uh, I kind of liked the really, really dark vibe of the last album uh, a little bit better. But uh, this is still just some really good, really quality stuff that they're churning out. Um, and I'm very surprised that the, this album's coming out so so quickly. Although I think the last album did come out in January of 2020. So I guess by the time this one comes out in May of 2021, you know, it's kind of close to a year and a half. It's not too super quick, you know. Um, all right, we're going to jump back to the USA here out of New York. This is another band that I believe relocated to Florida. Following suit with Cannibal Corpse, the band is Malevolent Creation. They formed in 87, and um, I've played them in the past. I've, I've played something from the first album uh, with Brett Hoffman as the singer. I've played something off their most recent album because the band was pretty much dead in the water, and then uh, Brett Hoffman passed away. And then uh, Phil, the guitar player, reformed Malevolent Creation with like a whole new lineup, and they released an album uh, a couple years ago which was actually pretty good, so I played something off of that album. But uh, honestly, I really enjoyed the Kyle Simmons era of Malevolent Creation, which was uh, a singer that they had, oh, maybe for about four years. And he was on two albums. He was on The Will to Kill and War Cult. So I'm going to play something off of War Cult because I think the lineup for this album was great and it shows in the songs. Um... Yeah, the album War Cult came out in June of 04. It was their ninth album. It came out through Nuclear Blast, but at this time it had, you know, Kyle Simmons on vocals. Uh, can't, I can't remember the bass player, but of course Phil has always been, you know, the mainstay there on guitar. But then it had Rob Barrett, uh, who we know from Cannibal Corpse, um, on guitar. This is during the time after he had left Cannibal Corpse in 97 and before he rejoined Cannibal Corpse in uh, 2005. So during that eight-year stretch, he uh, rejoined Malevolent Creation, and uh, so he was there for this album. And then Dave Colross was the drummer, and he, of course, has filled in uh, with Incantation. He drummed for Suffocation for a few years there and played on one of their albums. Uh, so he's excellent drummer, um, and yeah, everybody was kind of firing on all cylinders for this album. So, yes, I'm going to play one that is actually one of Rob's uh, songs. I could tell it was. He, he has a very distinct style, and uh, this is one that I really enjoy this tune, and I could just tell that it was one of his songs, and sure enough, I was right whenever I looked into it. But um, this one <laughs> this one is on my son's... Uh, we always have this list called the Crazy Drums List on Spotify playlist that just seems to keep growing because he's obsessed with drums, and he loves it uh, fast and heavy. So uh, every now and again, I'll be listening to something in the car whenever I go pick him up from daycare, and he'll just hear it and say, what was that? What was that that you were listening to? And I'll tell him, and he'll say, add that to my list. Add it to my crazy drums list. So this one got added to his crazy drums playlist, so we end up listening to this on the way to daycare <laughs> some mornings. <laughs> so here we go, off of the 2004 album War Cult. This is Malevolent Creation with Merciless.
All right, that was Malevolent Creation with Merciless off of the album War Cult. Yeah, I really like Kyle Simmons' vocals, and I think he actually participated on a DVD of theirs, um, and Rob Barrett was there as well. It was this lineup um, that was on the DVDs, and he definitely <laughs> doesn't have the same look, you know, as, as Brett Hoffman. He didn't have long hair. He has short hair. He was wearing a beanie, you know. So he kind of looked out of place up there, but I always thought he was a good frontman for them and a good vocalist. But um, anywho, we're going to keep moving here to the Ukraine. This band um, originally formed in 2010, but they've kind of had some long hiatus uh, in there. But uh, I'm pronouncing it the way I think it's pronounced. Uh, it's spelled Y-G-G, so I'm pronouncing it Ig, because that's kind of how you would pronounce the first syllable of Yggdrasil. The old tree of life, um, so I'm pronouncing it that way. But uh, yes, they released an album in 2011, so a year after they formed, and it was definitely kind of in the same vein of like Drutk, uh, just kind of it's in the same vein as their contemporaries from the Ukraine. It kind of had that hate foresty Drutk vibe to it, and it was a good record, and I can't remember what it was called. Um, but that yeah, that came out in 2011, and I liked it. And you can't really find it anywhere. You you really just kind of have to go on YouTube and find it and listen to it. Um, but then out of nowhere, uh, last year they released a new album. So it was the first one since 2011. Came out in February of 2020 called The Last Scald, and that came out through uh, Ashen Dominion. And it's all in their native tongue, and I can't find, I'm really trying hard to find translations for the song titles and for the lyrics, and I can't find them anywhere. So rather than sit here and try to spew out some uh, Ukrainian on you guys, I am not going to do that. But um, I think this is a title track. I think. <laughs> so I could be wrong. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure... Just looking at the way the characters are for the album title, I think that this matches up. So I think this is a title track for it. But anyways, this new album is quite good. I think I still prefer the debut uh, a little bit better. But uh, it's just nice to see them back because they're a band that nobody really talks about. But I think that their debut is kind of on par with, you know, these Drutk albums that uh, seem to get a lot of praise so yeah, if you haven't heard this band, it's worth diving into that debut and uh, just check out the rest of this album as well. So uh, yes, off of last year's album, The Last Scald, this is Yig with what I assume is The Last Scald. <laughs> Thank you. 
Alright, that is Yig from the Ukraine with The Last Scald. Um, very, very good. Uh, a lot of depth to their sound. Great layering with the lead guitars. Uh, they have very interesting bass bass lines, which is um, you know something that, again, I, I keep comparing them to Drutk, but that's kind of a, a natural comparison, I think, in terms of their style, because Drutk is known for that as well, having some pretty nice bass lines. But yes, uh, if you enjoyed that, I suggest you check out the rest of the album. I don't believe they are on Spotify, so again, you'll probably have to track it down on YouTube or something like that. But it's out there. So, we're going back to Germany here. This is a pretty new band called Naxen, N-A-X-E-N. And uh, they released an EP the same year that they formed in 2018, and then they released uh, their first album in 2020. And they are releasing an, uh, an EP here in 2021 or maybe they've already done so I'm not sure uh, I think that actually now that I think about it I think that the EP uh, came out in February so I'm gonna play something off of uh, off of the album so the album is called uh, towards the tomb of times came out in June of 2020 through Vendetta Records and that's actually what prompted me to check them out in the first place is because I generally speaking enjoy the roster of vendetta records and have enjoyed a lot of their releases so um, just the simple fact that they were on that label and that that uh, this was released through vendetta records it made me want to check it out so it's very good songs are a little long i know i've already done that to you a couple times on this episode but um yeah so what <laughs> it's a little long but it's good so uh yeah i think i think this band is really uh promising they're definitely staying productive. They've only been around for three years, and they've already got three releases. So uh, I'm, you know, anxious to see what they do in the future because they're definitely setting a pretty solid foundation already. So off of the album "Towards the Tomb of Times," this is Naxon with "The Odious Ordeal."
right. I love that ending. That was Noxen from Germany with The Odious Ordeal. I think that's a really good song. That whole album is actually very good. Um, I suggest you check that out. It's uh, it's all kind of in that same vein, but uh, I just like the way they structure their songs. It's a long song, but to me it just didn't feel boring at all. I really like that a lot. Uh, all right, we're jumping to Sweden here. This band's been around since 03, but they've been really kind of intermittent with their activity. Uh, they seem to be slightly back on track in recent years as far as, you know, actually releasing things consistently. But uh, they haven't done anything since 2018, so I'm not sure if they're working on a new album or what. Hopefully they are. The band is Mortus. And they released an EP in 05, and then they released a couple of albums, uh, one in 07 and one in 2014, so a pretty good gap there. I actually played something off of their 2014 album um, on an older episode of the podcast, but uh, since then they've just done a couple of splits. I'm going to play something off of their most recent split, because this one I actually did not even, I didn't even know this came out. Um, so that was kind of news to me. I don't even know what prompted me to kind of go back and check their stuff uh, recently. It just I, Maybe it was just curiosity to see if they've released something and I just didn't know about it. And sure enough, they did. They released a split with a band called Serpent Noir. Um, I'm going to play, obviously, I think it... I want to say it was only just one or two songs a piece. So it's a pretty short split. I think each band just did a couple of songs. It might have been a little seven inch or something. But it came out uh, in uh, April of 2018 through World Terror Committee. So yeah, this is uh, on the Mortu's side. This is their most recent single called Nyctophilia, which means basically like being a night owl. That basically means that you have a preference for nighttime or for darkness. So uh, pretty fitting. The song itself kind of plods along. It doesn't change tempo or, or it doesn't really change the feel much in the song. It's just kind of a slow kind of monotonous, um, very bleak sounding song that just kind of goes at a nice kind of headbanging tempo, but um, I like it. It's kind of, the the fact that it is so straightforward is kind of its, its strength in this case. So here we go off of their split with Serpent Noir. This is Mortus with Nyctophilia.
Alright, there we go. From Sweden, that was Mortus with Nyctophilia. Um, yeah, that's a cool song. I would love to hear that live. I think that would be a good good one to be right in the front row along the guardrail, just headbanging along to that one. Alright, we're jumping to the USA for the next couple of tunes. We're going to Ohio this time. Uh, I believe he was in Florida at one point, but this band is based out of Ohio because this guy has been based out of Ohio for quite some time. The band formed in 2019. It is the Vincent Crowley Band. And for those of you who don't know Vincent Crowley, he's kind of uh, the main man behind the death metal band Acheron. And Acheron is no more. Um, It kind of existed on and off. He kind of threatened to, you know, put it to rest and then kind of got a second wind and kept releasing albums and such. And then uh, now they kind of announced like a farewell thing a couple of years ago. And they just basically said, whenever we finish out these few, you know, festival appearances that we're going to be doing, then we're just kind of be going to be done. So they are. But he has formed a new band that's just called Vincent Crowley. And uh, I don't even think he's playing bass in this one. He's always done bass and vocals. I think he's just doing vocals in this band. And he's got a whole different backing band than he had in Acheron. And they're releasing the debut called Beyond Acheron in June of this year on Hellhammer Records. I, for the record, think that's a really stupid album title. <laughs> it's just so, it's just lazy. I don't know. It's kind of like when Grave, who I love, uh, Grave was broken up for some years. And then whenever they decided to uh, revamp the band and, and become active again, they released an album called Back From The Grave. And it just was cheesy to me just sounded so dumb and this is kind of on par with that um so yeah this this debut is called beyond acheron coming out in june and he just recently um released the first single off of it called la muerte and it's not it's not great it's not bad but i just kind of feel obligated to play this because he's kind of considered this kind of legendary figure in in death metal and it really stems from Acheron's debut album. Um, I think it was called The Rites of the Black Mass is what the debut album was called. But that one, because at the time he was a reverend in the Church of Satan. So that fact combined with, you know, that the whole album was basically devoted to, like, performing a black mass. That's just the whole vibe of it and the subject matter of it. And it just kind of was uh, something unique for the time because that was back in ninety. Oof. I want to say 91, but it may have been 93. I should have looked that up. But um, but yes, so a lot of people were pretty enamored with that debut. And that notoriety just kind of stayed with him for the rest of the time that Acheron existed. But honestly, there's nothing super memorable in Acheron's discography. Um, I've listened to a lot of their stuff and just kind of find some good riffs and some good moments here and there. But nothing that really sticks with you. And that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from this new band as well. It's slower and a little more doomy than the Acheron stuff, but still, when it's all said and done, I listen to this song, and when it's over, I'm kind of like, meh. You know, it's alright. It's alright. <laughs> so, I know that's not the most uh, glowing of endorsements, but hopefully you'll dig it. But, um, yeah, here we go. Off of the debut album Beyond Acheron, this is Vincent Crowley with La Muerte.
There we go. That was Vincent Crowley with La Muerte. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty basic. It's not bad. Um, I wanted to wait until after that song to share this little tidbit of information because now that you've heard, refreshed yourself on what Vincent Crowley's vocals sound like, try to picture this. Whenever, uh, what's his name, Mike Saez um, left Incantation after the Blasphemy album, they had some tours scheduled, and Vincent Crowley was rehearsing with Incantation to become their new... I don't know if he was going to do guitar and vocals, um, like Mike Saez was doing, or if he was just going to do bass and vocals, or just vocals, not sure, but he was rehearsing to fill in on vocals for at least the upcoming tour, with the expectation that he might even join as a full member. And then that ultimately didn't happen. I think I think it was actually uh, Vincent Crowley that backed out of that. It wasn't the band's doing. He just kind of had too much other stuff going on, I guess. But yes, hearing his vocals, can you picture him singing for Incantation? Of course, Incantation is known for very low guttural vocals, and I don't think Vincent Crowley has ever sang like that <laughs> at any point. It would have been a really strange replacement um, for him to you know to join Incantation. But yeah, he didn't join, and then that's when John just switched, you know, instead of just playing guitar, he started doing vocals, and the rest is history, so he's still doing vocals now. So yeah, interesting, fun fact of something that could have been that never happened, and I think it's better off that way. Alright, we're staying in the USA here. This band is out of the Baltimore, Maryland area. They're pretty legendary. The band is Dying Fetus, and it's a band that I really just kind of avoided listening to for a long time, not because I was, like, offended by the, the band name, but I just, based on the band name, had the expectation that it was going to suck. And, yeah, I mean, do you ever have that happen where I mean, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but every now and again you'll hear a band name and think, wow, that's terrible, and I guarantee I'm going to hate this. And you should still check it out, because I've learned that sometimes those bands are actually pretty good. Like, uh, the band Prostitute Disfigurement is one that always cracked me up, because I'm just like, that's just a stupid band name, and I know this is going to suck. And then whenever I finally listened to it, I was like, okay, that was actually pretty cool. <laughs> so, same with Dying Fetus. It took me years before I finally was like, alright, let's give it a listen, because in my mind, it was super technical death metal. And I didn't want that. You know, I'm kind of over that. I don't really go back to technical death metal bands uh, that often. You know, there's a few exceptions like Cryptopsy and Aborted and bands like that. But yes, when I finally decided to dive into the discography of Dying Fetus, I learned that, yeah, it's it's technical. Um, but really, they scale their riffs back just enough to where they're actually really cool riffs and really memorable riffs. And there's great drumming and everything. The vocals are just, they're fine. They're not, you know, my favorite, but they're pretty good. But yeah, I really kind of uh, developed an appreciation for this band and um, just their compositional skills, the way that they put their songs together, they do so in a way that uh, there's really no riff that overstays its welcome, but it's also not so chopped up that you can't get into it, you know what I mean? So yeah, um... I'm going to play one of their more well-known tunes. Um, it's off of the album Descent Into Depravity, and that one, to me, has the best and most balanced production uh, of all of their records. Uh, their more recent ones, the last couple, 
sound really just sonically uh, pristine. Uh, their older stuff was kind of all over the place with uh, the way the albums actually sounded, but this was the first album that, to me, uh, really sounded great, and it really... Um, it helped the material like it, it was uh, it strengthened the material to have a production like this but um, but yes forgive me I forgot to write down what year it came out <laughs> what number album this was so I kind of failed on this particular entry when it comes to my my notes but uh, off of the album descend into depravity this is dying fetus with your treachery will die with you Oh! 
right off of Descend Into Depravity. That was Dying Fetus with Your Treachery Will Die With You. Just really, really solid everything. Drum work, uh, guitar work. Uh, the lead guitars are just played so cleanly. The bass is really good. Um, yeah, it's just a band that I slept on for way too long. And uh, I don't love all their stuff, but there's just a lot of really good stuff in there that I was missing out on. So... Don't uh, dismiss a band just because of the stupid name. So yes, let's jump to Sweden here. This is a black metal band that initially formed in 93. Uh, as of 2015, there's only one original member left. It doesn't really show that they ever broke up and reformed and stuff like that. They, it says that they've been active all along, but they've uh, really just had some significant gaps uh, in between releases, so it's really hard to say how active they truly have been the band is nefandus that's n-e-f-a-n-d-u-s and i'm going to play something off of their debut they only have three records again they formed in 93 they released one in 96 and then 2009 and then 2014 so they're still around still a full band but again there's only one original guy left but i'm going to play something off of the debut this is the one that I'm most familiar with. Um, it's been a long time since I've listened to it. I only kind of re, um, re-listened to it, you know, within the last couple of weeks and said, you know, that would be a good one. I don't think I've played them on an episode yet. So the album, the debut, came out in 96. It's called The Night Winds Carried Our Names. That came out on Secula Delenda. And there's a lot of good tunes on this one. It's kind of hard to pick a, a favorite here. But, um, but yeah, it's just... The one thing that sticks out to me with this album is that it's it's done with such conviction. It's hard to explain, but there's a certain level of confidence that's just kind of coming through in the songs, especially with the vocals, where they, they just know that they're they've created something great. And um, I don't know. It's everything seems to be played with such a, a conviction and confidence. And the songs are just great. I think that energy just kind of shines through in the music, but. Um, I love the production on this record. Uh, there's a lot of good bass tone in there. Kind of reminds me of the old Gvist album, but um, they play a different style. But the production-wise, kind of reminds me of that. So here we go off of the debut album, "The Night Winds Carried Our Names." This is Nefandus with "Fire Be My Name." <laughs>
There we go. That was Nefandus from Sweden with Fire Be My Name. I get some vibes of like the first couple of Immortal albums, especially the debut Immortal album. I kind of get that same vibe in there as well with some of the riffs. Um, yeah, that's a really good album. We're going to finish things off here in case you've been keeping count. Normally I only give you 13 songs and this time around I just said screw it. I'm giving you an extra one because I had my list of songs and I had 14 and I couldn't really pick one that I wanted to drop off of the episode. So I just said screw it. I'm going to include all of them. So <laughs> you're getting an extra extra song this time around. Uh, we're going to Finland for this last one. But first, of course, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Uh, if you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app or, of course, on Spotify. The entire catalog of episodes is there, so you can find the podcast and follow it. Um, also, if you have any sort of requests or feedback or suggestions or anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates uh, about future episodes or like poll questions or anything where I need to get information out to you, the listener, it's going to happen on that Facebook page. So please find it and like it. Uh, yeah, I have some songs. I don't have all my songs ready yet for the next episode, but I've already got a few in mind. Uh, I've started to come up with a list for the episode, but then I just kind of threw a, a bit of a curveball out there and posted on the Facebook page, as some of you may have seen, that uh, I feel like doing a themed episode for the next one. So I put it out there for if there's any themes you might want to see. So I'm starting to get some feedback from you guys regarding that, and then I'll start putting things together for the next episode. But... For now, let's finish things off. We're going to Finland. As I said, this band has been around since 2000. The band is Swallow the Sun, and they have a, kind of a keyboard, keyboard-laced doom metal. Um, they're very good, and I first kind of came to know them through uh, a very late-night drive back from a show in San Antonio uh, with a band that I was playing bass for. And the drummer, the uh, the guitar player and the singer were asleep in the back, so it was just kind of me and the drummer awake, try trying to keep each other awake pretty much uh, for the rest of the drive. And uh, so he was kind of in control of the music, and he had put on Swallow the Sun, and I had never heard them, I had heard of them. And uh, But he said, you know, for my money, I think they're even better than My Dying Bride, which I don't agree with, but um, they were very good. It was just a band I had never heard before, and I really liked what he was playing for me. Uh, so after I dove into their discography and, and uh, really gave everything a thorough listen, I kind of honed in on, uh, on this album and this song especially. But um, I'm going to play something off of their third album. They're up to seven now. Uh, third album is called Hope. came out in February of 2007 on Spine Farm Records. And this one, I think it's the second cut off of the album, but um, just has a great opening riff and uh, just a really heavy heavy tone to those guitars and it's a great album it's still my favorite of uh, of all their stuff but um, fun fact they also used to have kai hato as their drummer who uh we may know now as the drummer of winter sun and nightwish so that's just kind of a somewhat big name that used to be part of their ranks so yes here we go off of 2007's hope this is swallow the sun with these hours of despair cheers everyone